All right. Let's uh, take our Bibles, turn to Romans chapter number 12. Lord willing, we finish this up tonight. Romans chapter number 12, and we're going to be taking a look at verses 16 through 21. Romans 12, verse 16 through 21. We've been seeing that this whole chapter is a plea for believers to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord. We saw in verses 1 and 2 how that we are to consider our own individual spiritual life, getting things where they need to be there. Then in verses 3 through 8, we had to do with our place in the whole body of Christ in the local church and their challenge for us to fulfill our God-given role in being everything that the Lord saved us to be. And now in verses 9 through 21, we spent several weeks now, uh, more than several (laughs) weeks, uh, looking at verses 9 through 21 where Paul continues the theme addressing here in this chapter And he begins by addressing how we as believers are to relate to others, especially other believers. And and so we know these are some challenging verses, and there's a lot here. That's why it's taking so long to get through there. And um, so uh, tonight, as we as we end here, uh, we end we end on a high note uh, of walking as Christ would have us to. Giving you a handout to help facilitate tonight, because I'm not planning on turning to all of these passages, um, and we will turn to some. In fact, I'll have you go ahead and turn to Ephesians 5. Just keep place in, in Romans 12. Turn to Ephesians 5, and let me give you kind of an introduction here, and then we'll come back and, and we'll read the verses that we're going to deal with tonight. Ephesians 5, but... Uh, We've been seeing in verse 9 and following how the Lord expects us to treat others, especially those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I tell you, that's something that really needs to be worked on in a lot of churches. It really does. It's sadly, um, in a lot of churches, there's not a good relationship between folks. I thank God that God that we have good relationship here. Um, but it's something you have to continually work on. It's not... Uh, not hard to get out of sorts with people. You can get your nose out of joint and get uh, get in in a bad way with somebody, and and before you know it, uh, it's affected you, it's affected them, it's affected the church as a whole, and that's what this is about about maintaining uh, a uh, a peace in in the house of the Lord. Um, so uh, this could be expressed in a couple of different ways, but I chose to use uh, uh, Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2 as my introduction here because uh, I believe that it expresses it in a, in a great way. And first of all, we're to be followers of God as dear children. Look at the verse number 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now I want you to just think about that for a minute. We are God's children. We have been born again into God's family. That is a privilege, but with the privilege also comes a high and holy responsibility. And that's what Paul is getting at over where we're at. In fact, all who have been born again are born into God's family. We know that from Galatians 3.26. It says, For ye are all the children of God by faith 
in Christ Jesus. That's how you get to be a child of God. You don't get to be a, a child of God by just being born. You've got to be born again. That's how you get to be a child of God. Uh, Galatians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Think about that. We're not only part of God's family, but we're an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. What a, what a blessing. Uh, it's, just, it's a high and holy blessing. So believers are family, God's family, and the Lord would have us to act and operate as His family that we are. Uh, just like uh, those of you that have children, when you were raising your children, you had some kind of standards for your family because they were a part of your family, That you, some things that you expected them to abide by and be a part of because it, it, uh, it had to do with the family name. It just did. I remember one time whenever I was growing up in my mom and dad's family, I got to, I, got, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm not going to get into details about it, but I was found in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it it uh, hurt my dad so bad, and I was I felt so bad that I had hurt him that much uh, because it had to do with uh, his it had to do with his name, you know, and uh, everything was okay, you know, I, I didn't wind up in any trouble, but uh, uh, he didn't know that to begin with, and. It was just a, a difficult time. I was, I think, uh, like um, 17, 18 years old, something like that, you know. And so anyway, I, that's all I'll say about that. But uh, think about it. You're, you're part of God's family, and His name is at stake. And the Lord would have us to act and operate as His family that we are. So we're to be followers of God as dear children. Number two, it was found in verse two. And... Walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and given himself for us as offering and, and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. So we're, we're to walk in love as Christ walked toward us. Um, Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We're, Christ, Christ showed his love all the way to the cross. You think about what that took to go to the cross for us. Uh, we're to have a deep abiding love for him. We're never to allow ourselves to become aloof and disconnected from family in Christ. Uh, this is a plea from Paul for humility Unity and compassion among members of Christ's body and God's family. So let's get back to our text and we'll read the verses that we're going to deal with tonight. Romans chapter number 12, we'll begin reading verse number 16. We'll, we'll read them all and then we'll come back and deal with them one at a time here. First he says, Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, you ought to underline that, if it be possible, because it's not always possible. Okay, Sometimes we, we try our best, but 
Sometimes it's just not possible, but th this is good. If it be possible, as much as life in you, okay, live peaceably with all men. Uh, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So the first thing he says here in verse number 16, that we are to be of the same mind one toward another. Uh, that is, we're to have the same mindset uh, toward each other. None in this family of faith should feel like they're better than another. Um, we, are, we who are saved, listen, we're all members of the same Christ. Uh, we're saved by the same blood. We're headed to the same heaven. Yeah, we might as well learn to get along here on earth because we're, we're going to be in heaven together. Amen? And so uh, we're loved by the same Heavenly Father. The, the Heavenly Father loves you just as much as He loves me. He, he does. And as members of God's family, we are to be of the same mind one toward another. We're to stand together as one body working for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to have you turn to Philippians chapter number 1. Hold your place there in Romans. We'll be back. But look at Philippians. This is one place I will have you to turn because we're going to take a look at some verses in two places here. Philippians 1, verse number 27. And we see, you know, these things that we're talking about, Paul doesn't only say at one time to one church, but he talks about these things maybe in different ways to different churches, and we learn a little bit more maybe as we read another places, him talking about it. And uh, Philippians 1, verse 27, he says, Only let your conversation, remember that word conversation, means your manner of behavior, okay? Your, um, the way that you live, not just the way that you talk, but the way that you live, your behavior. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. In other words, are you? is your conduct becoming of one who's, who belongs to God? Of one who's a Christian? That's what he's saying. He says here that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye, and here it is, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. And when he says stand fast in one spirit, that one spirit we're to stand in, it's not our, not our personal spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that we're all indwelt with. You're saved by God's grace, you're part of His family, you've got the Spirit. And that's the one spirit we're to walk in. We're to, if you walk in the Spirit, you'll not do what? You'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We know that from Galatians chapter number 5. So, we see there we are to um, stand fast in one Spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the Gospel. It's all about Him. It's not about us. Okay? It is. It's not about us. It's about the Lord. It's about His name. It's about His gospel. It's about what He has done for others. And uh, we need to make sure that we keep the main thing, the main thing. And He, uh, the Lord is the main, uh, and His gospel is the main thing. Now, look down in chapter number 2. 
And uh, I want to read verses 1 through 4 here. Uh, he says, he begins by saying, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, is there any consolation in Christ? Do you have any consolation knowing that you're in Christ? I certainly do. For it's a peace in my heart that the world never gave. A peace that cannot take away. <laughs> Amen. We sing that song. That's what, that's what it's talking about. Um, and if there be any, uh, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, are you comforted by the love that, that uh, Christ has given us? I certainly am. I mean, what love, what, what uh, precious love uh, the Lord has lo- uh, loved us with. If any fellowship of the Spirit. Now, I can tell you now, if we are in the Spirit, there's going to be a great fellowship. There's going to be great partnering together. That's what the word fellowship means. It means partnering. Okay? Partnering together. If any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, in other words, I would call that feelings. Yeah, even feelings. Amen? You just kind of feel it deep inside of you. Amen? Um. He said, fulfill ye my joy. He said, if, if verse 1 is true, Paul said, fulfill ye my joy. We would say, yeah, verse 1 is true. Well, he said, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love. What love? The, the, the love, same love that Christ had for us, having it one for another. Having the same love being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Wherever there's strife is, um, you know, there's there's confusion in every evil work. You know, you don't you won't need you don't need that. No strife, no vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In other words, don't just look out for number one. In fact, you ought to look out for others first before you look out for number one. All right? That's, that's, that's what he's getting at here. Um, there's another one of us in this room that has a right to think that we're better than anyone else in this church body. I just tell you, that's, that's what Paul is getting at here. Look at, back at Romans, and I, I want us to look at uh, a, few, a few pages over from where we're at to Romans chapter 15 and verse number... 5 through 7. Look at what he says here. Verse number 5, Romans 15, verse number 5. Now the God of patience and consolation. Aren't you glad God's patient with us? God's patient. He's long-suffering. You know, uh, he, he's a God of patience and consolation. Grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. That's a tall order, but that's what God expects. Uh, verse 6. That ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Uh, Again, it's a tall order, but that's what we're called to. We're, secondly, not only are we to be of the same mind one toward another, but the next part of verse number 16 in our text says, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Now, what, what in the world is that talking about? Um, in other words, what he means here, don't get so high-minded and prideful 
that you can't humble yourself and accommodate someone that you might think, that you might otherwise think, is below you. Okay? Uh, that is someone of more humble means than you are, maybe in stature or in education or in riches or in whatever, whatever you want to talk about. We are to be humble. Don't think that we are um, too good to accommodate somebody that otherwise in our flesh, before we came to know Christ, we might think was below us. Don't get high-minded and prideful. Uh, a third thing found also in verse 16. He says, uh, Be not wise in your own conceits. Um, this brings back to mind what he says back in verse 3 that we've already dealt with. Look at verse uh, chapter 12, verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt it to every man the measure of faith. Uh, we're not to be wise in our own conceits. This, this is just another application of that previous caution against having a high-mindedness in our opinion of ourselves. Okay? Uh, look to elevate others rather than that elevate self. Uh, several other verses. Let me, let me just quote these to you. We're not going to turn to them. Proverbs 3, verse 7. says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Proverbs 26, and verse 12. See thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. In other words, the self-conceited person uh, uh, are... It's more difficult to teach a self-conceited person. They think they know it all. They think they've arrived. He says it's easier to easier to take somebody that's a fool and teach them than it is to teach somebody who's conceited. That, that, that's what that verse is talking about. See, if that was a man that's wise in his own conceit, there's more hope of a fool than of him. Isaiah five twenty one says, "Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent." In their own sight, you know, we if we do a sane self estimate of ourselves and re realize that you know we're just sinners saved by grace, we'd be a whole lot better off. We just would be. Um, and then look at verse seventeen of our text. <clears throat> Here's the number four thing. Here, we're not to recompense evil for evil to anyone. He says, recompense no man evil for evil. Um, that means that we are to walk in forgiveness, which is difficult to do, isn't it? I mean, in our flesh, and we all still live in the flesh, even your preacher still lives in his flesh, uh, it's not easy, but we are called to walk in forgiveness and forbearance. Remember that we said that four word forbearance means to put up with. Sometimes we just have to put up with stuff and, you know, rather than uh, retaliate. Um, the flesh wants to get even, doesn't it? It just does. Uh, the flesh is always looking to get an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But that's not the way we as God's children are to live. Just not to. Believers are not to respond uh, by seeking to get even with the offending party. 
Instead, we are commanded and called to practice forgiveness and forbearance one toward another. Listen to some some uh, passages here, Matthew 18 and verse 21 and 22. Uh, this was where Peter came to the Lord and said, how, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? And, and Peter thought he was being real generous with forgiving somebody seven times. And Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Tall task, isn't it? Here's what Jesus was getting at. The idea here is if you're keeping count, are you really forgiving? Not really forgiving if you're keeping count. Now, there's something there that you're still holding on to. Yeah. Well, that's the last time he's going to do that to me. Yeah. Um, you forgave him last time? Boy, I sure did. No, you didn't. You still got it in your mind. Okay. Ephesians 4, verse 31 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Now, think about how think about how God for Christ's sake has forgiven us over and over again. Did you fail the Lord this last week? We did, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Does He still forgive us? He does. We're to walk as Christ walked. Tall task. Because we're in Christ. We're in Him. Um, back to verse 17 in our text here. We're to provide things honest in the sight of all men. In other words, we're to walk in honesty. Which is uh, getting hard to find in our day and time, isn't it? Seems like somebody's always out trying to uh, be dishonest with you, try to uh, take something that belongs to you in a dishonest way. This this is a command to, for us to live a beautiful life. We're, we're called upon to be honest in the sight of all men by living the kind of life that brings glory to the Lord. I mean, when you live this honest life, Life, providing things honest in the sight of all men, um, people pay attention to that. They do. Um, I'm not patting myself on the back, okay? I'm, I'm a sinner saved by grace, but I remember when I was a kid, and uh, it was shortly after uh, I had been saved, um, me and my brothers decided for Christmas we were going to buy my mom a uh, family ring. You know, y'all know the family ring with the gemstones of all the sons. And, and Well, we went to Freedman's Jewelers to, to do that. And I was in charge of uh, paying for that. Uh, we put our money together and we were going to do that. Well, the man at Freedman's Jewelers there in, on New, Newcastle Street in, in Brunswick, Georgia, he gave me back too much change. In fact, he gave me about like $10 too much. And he got outside and I said, you know, I don't think that's right. I don't think he, I don't think he gave me back what I was supposed to have. He gave me more. And I went back in the store and told him, you know, uh, I think you gave me more than what I, you were supposed to give to me. And he was amazed that, that I would be honest. 
Because we live in some dishonest times. It's unusual for people to be honest now and then. It's, a lot of folks look at it, whew, look at there, I got 10 extra bucks. <laughs> Boy, that's his bad, my good. Is that the way of a, a believer? Is that the way of a child of God? Not at all, is it? Not at all. We're to provide things honest. It made an impact on that man. Every time I saw him, every time I would go to Freedman's, and that's where they eventually moved out to the Brunswick Mall, and I would go out there and I would see him, and that's where I would buy watches. I'd buy my Seiko watches from them because they were the, they were the first ones to give me credit. Yeah, I bought on credit. Uh, and, um, uh, but he always remembered, remembered that. And people pay attention to honesty. The life we live should be a thing of beauty to those who observe it as well as to the Lord. Second Corinthians 8.21 says, Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Make sure that our dealings are such that people can't question it. That's why we try to, to uh, be real careful um, with how things look. Um, Brother Jim and Brother uh, Mike uh, count the money back there in the room. Sometimes one of them can't be here. Sometimes both of them can't be here. And what we do is we try to get two people back there. You know, there need to be two people back there at all times. Not because we're afraid they're going to steal. That's not it. I don't think either one of them would take a dime. And in fact, I know they wouldn't. But it has to do with appearance sake. It has to do with appearance sake. And so we provide things honest in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. First uh, Peter 2.12 Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. I mean, when you have a good testimony... You know, um, they might, may not like you because you're a Christian. If that's all they all that's if that's all they got on you, you're in good shape. That you that you love Christ, and you're living you're living a life that's pleasing to Christ. Um, Romans fourteen verse sixteen says, "Let not then your eat good be evil spoken of." Uh, but just if you keep things honest inside of men there was no no possibility for that to, to be taking taken care of other than them speaking against Christ himself uh, here's the last thing here in uh, verse uh, verses 14 through 15 and as that is they all have to deal with excuse me verse 18 through 21 we, back in our text we, we we are to do all we can to live peaceably with all men we're to do all we can to to live peaceably with all men. Verse 18. Let's read this again. If it be possible. Underline that. If you had not underlined it already. If it be possible. Because sometimes it's not. As much as life in you. Live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved. Avenge not yourself. But rather give place unto wrath. You know. For it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. saith the Lord. Therefore if thine enemy hunger. Feed him. He thirsts. Give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, look at Hebrews chapter number 12 for just a minute. Hebrews chapter number 12. 
And this is the last place I think I'm going to have you turn to. Um, Hebrews 12, and there's a couple of verses here that are relevant. Uh, verse 14 and 15. Hebrews 12, verse number 14. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Follow peace with all men. Follow peace. And that, that, that's that, uh, uh, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. In other words, you're to follow after trying to, to, to live at peace with folks. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Uh, we're to live in the holiness that we are. See, we've been made holy by Christ. It's His holiness that we have. His, His righteousness. And we're to live in that righteousness that has been applied to our account. That we, we're to seek to live uh, as uh, He desires for us to live. And He said, he said over in, uh, Peter said, uh, Be ye holy because I'm holy, saith the Lord. And, and the, as the Lord wants us to live holy. Um, so uh, here, a couple of things here. We're to, we're to be peaceful. Ex- oh, well, well, hold on. I'm, I didn't finish reading my verses here. Look at verse 15. Looking diligently, because this is going to be applicable here in just a minute. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. It's going to take some grace to live at peace with everybody. It just is. It's going to take God's grace. It's going to take a lot of God's grace for you to, uh, to, to do this. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Um, we're to be peaceful externally. That is, we're, we're not to try to... to, to uh, well, let's put it this way. We're to try our best to get along with those in the family of God, not just the family of God, but with all men. Okay? This is not just a family of God thing, but we're trying to do it with all men. Because that's what it says in our text there. If it be possible as much as life within you, live peaceably with all men. Um, Romans 14, 19 puts it this way, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. Follow the things which make for peace. Things wherewith one may edify another. Second um, Corinthians thirteen eleven. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mi- uh, one mind. Live in peace. Paul told the Corinthians, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. If you li- try, if you live in peace, the God of love and peace will be with you. In that, we are to be peaceful, even to those who have treated us wrong. And that's what verse nineteen is getting at in our text. There, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place and the wrath for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay saith the Lord uh, Hebrews 10 verse 30 says for we know him that has said vengeance belongeth unto me I will recompense saith the Lord and again the Lord shall judge his people so but they did me wrong yeah uh, things need to be made right God's going to make them right one day okay God will rectify these things uh, we're to be actively kind to our enemies. Verse 20. There by text. Therefore, for thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. If for in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. And then we're to be not only peaceful externally, but we're to be peaceful internally. 
uh, verse 21, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed with evil that comes your way. And listen, this is going to be tougher as we get closer to the Lord coming back. Because there's more evil today than there was this time last year. I guarantee you. Uh, And uh, uh, things are getting rough. Uh, They're rougher than they were. There are some folks um, who hold long-standing grudges against others to their own hurt. And we we ought not to be a part of that. You know, we can... uh, Evil comes our way. We can get an attitude toward people and or attitude towards uh, uh, something else and uh, hold a grudge and that's not that's not good we have you know listen and I want you to grab hold of this we have no control how we are treated by others okay we have no control about that but we do have control over how we respond to them okay we have control we have the Holy Spirit's help too with that, okay? Without Holy Spirit's help, you're going to respond in the wrong way. You respond in the flesh, it's going to be the wrong way. You respond in the Spirit, it'll be the right way. We're not to allow evil to overcome us, but rather we're to overcome evil with good. Well, how do we look when we're laid alongside the Word of God here? I know there's room for improvement in our walk with others. Uh, I know because... There's room in my walk, Amen. Uh, I have to. This is something I have to work on myself, uh, we, especially when we talk about walking with our fellow believers, because we, not everybody walks according to the same mind. If we walked according to the same mind, everything would be hunky dory, wouldn't it? It just would be. If you walked with the mind of Christ and I walk with the mind of Christ, there's no conflict. If you walk controlled by the Holy Spirit of God and I walk by according to uh, uh, controlled by the Holy Spirit of God, is there going to be any conflict? No. But the problem is, not everybody does that. Okay? Now, there's room for improvement. Um, if, is there room for improvement with fellow believers? Well, if so, there's no better time than now to make the necessary adjustments in our life so that we will be everything that the Lord saved us to be. I personally don't think that there's anything in the world harder than living with other people. You know, if somebody said if it wasn't for other people, man, I'd be, I'd, everything be okay. <laughs> you know, uh, folks never do just like we want them to. Even church folks, not going to do like you want them to do. But since we can't control them, we are left with nothing to do but to control ourselves. That's what I want you to walk away from here with, okay? Let's be honest about our own lives this evening. And if there are matters that need to be adjusted, let's come to the Heavenly Father and, uh, and He'll see that we uh, get straightened out. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank You tonight for uh, directing the Apostle Paul to, to write these words of admonition. And these are words of admonishment and encouragement and exhortation for us as to how we're to be as and how we're to walk as your children. And and Lord, there's not a one of us in here tonight that doesn't need some help in some area of what we've talked about these last several weeks. And I mean, this, this chapter is full. In fact, uh, some of us may need to go back and listen to some of the earlier parts 
because we didn't really maybe grab a hold of it like we should, or maybe we missed out on a part or two. Lord, may you um, use these verses, and Lord, use your word and your, use your Holy Spirit in our lives to help us to, as we apply the things that we talked about. And Lord, uh, we thank you for the family that you've given us here at Central Baptist Church. Lord, help us to see that we are all uh, we are all one, and we're to walk as one. And Lord, uh, help us to strive to do that. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.